coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzz on Movies. I'm Teddy. And I am Matt. And tonight, we are getting super into the spooky season. We're like, we're right on the cusp now. There's only one film that we could talk about right now. And that's going to be this year's Halloween Kills. Woo! I don't really know what that noise is about. I think I was, I don't really know what I'm doing. Hee hee hee. Oh my God. You're doing like a Michael Jackson thriller. Right. That was like the the Frank. Yeah, spooky. that was good. That was pretty good. All right. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're 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 hyped for Halloween here. And of course, what better way to build up to Halloween itself than talking about Halloween kills? Um, before we get into that, we've got a few other things to talk about. First of all, just as a matter of business, what are you drinking tonight, Matt? Wow, look funny you should ask. Um so I am drinking the let me look at the hold on. The Joseph Brow Brewing Company. Oh. <laughs> Drive yes, yes, very fancy. Uh Drive Through Red. That's what it says. It's Yo I guess it's Joseph. I don't know. Drive Through Red. Which I think is very fitting because it's a red ale. It is red. Which is the color yeah. of blood. Um, which is very, very prominently featured in the movie we're reviewing tonight. Is that um, a traitor, Joseph Brown? Oh, it's a traitor, Joseph Brown. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I went to I went to Trader Joe's today. Very nice. Not lie to anybody. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Also, it's a drive-through red, and Halloween really feels like a drive-in movie. So oh, absolutely. Like, so I would you know. love to see Halloween in a drive-in. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Yeah. What about um, you? More do you say on? <laughs> I made possibly the the weakest attempt at making a custom cocktail for this recording. Uh, I have made a bloody margarita. Wow! Is, what what makes it bloody? It's just a margarita with grenadine in it. <laughs> okay, good. I was really worried you were going to say food coloring, so it's actually no, 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 no. What you should have done is done like an orange type juice, not orange juice, but an orange type juice. Mm-hmm. Um. And then added grenadine at the end, so it would, it would be orange like a pumpkin with the Ooh, red blood. That would be good. Maybe yeah, like a to, blood orange. Yeah, a blood. Well, orange I have some. Yeah, a bl- well, blood orange is a little bit like the juice tends to be a little bit more on the pinkish reddish side. Right. Um, it's somebody who uses a lot of blood orange juice in his br- brunch cocktails, man. I because I love blood orange juice. Um, it's good. It's yeah. so good. So fucking good. Um, so you got to go with a more orangey thing, like maybe like mango or or. Or maybe just orange. You could do like a tequila sunrise type margarita deal. Right. I um, did think about doing the tequila sunrise, but I feel like we've done that before on the podcast. We and... have when we did Saw. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, the tequila sunrise is, is like right. our... I have fond memories of having a tequila sunrise at like 7 a.m. As we watched the sunrise during yeah. the Saw recording. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's um, not bit, bring up memories. Yeah. Um but yeah, this is my my half-assed attempt of making a custom cocktail for this. Hopefully, like hopefully we'll do more of this going forward, bringing to. you some cocktail content as well as movie content. And if we don't, feel free to hold us to this. Reach out to us at buzzonmovies at gmail.com or buzzonmovies on Twitter and tell us, hey, do more cocktails. 
because we need we'll to do, do that. It. Yeah. We'll do it. Um. All right. So there's a couple of there's a couple of matters of business to talk about tonight. Movie news we got to touch on. Of course. Um. Most notably, and this is a this is sort of a downer note to uh, start the podcast out on, but uh, there's a very very tragic story going on right now in uh, movie news. Uh, there was a fatal shooting on the set of the Alec Baldwin movie Rust. Um, yeah. Apparently, Alec Baldwin fired a prop gun that ended up killing the cinematographer and wounding the director. Um, this is like, it's very tragic when this happens. This sort of thing has happened before. Um, most notably in the, the case of the crow uh, with Brandon Lee got shot by a squib charge um, from a pistol that had been used with a, with live ammo and then with a blank. And then also uh, John Eric Hexum on the set of um, cover up. Uh, shot himself point blank with a blank and that ended up killing him. It is very possible to, you know, even with blanks in guns to still get injured or killed by these things. Um, these accidents happen and it's very tragic. Um, we don't know all the details yet about how this happened. We just know that um, the, the cinematographer um, Helena Hutchins is dead and director Joel Souza is injured right now. So yeah, we don't we don't know a lot of the details right now. Um, we're just you know hoping that this is for the the best possible outcome, and that this might lead to some sort of change in the way these things are done. It's it's very tragic that you know this this sort of stuff can keep happening even after other accidents like this. Right. Um, all right. It is. Yeah. It's a real downer. And I mean, I'm sure we'll learn more and more as things come out. Um, but it is very sad. Yeah. We just we encourage people not to leap too quickly to any conclusions about this because we still really don't know a lot about what's going on. Um, everybody right. seems real quick to try to, you know, blame whoever they think is convenient for this. Some cases, Alec Baldwin or the the armor on set or whatever but we we really don't know anything right now so calmer heads must right. prevail we need yes. to you know wait to find out what exactly happened and hopefully they'll be able to prevent something like this from happening again right yeah one hopes so right um it's a hard situation and i can't imagine how the people involved feel so because it was clearly an accident either way so right whoever is at fault i don't think the intent was for this to happen so yeah and it's always got to be rough to see somebody killed in front of you especially uh you know a co-worker who's very close to you on a movie set someone right. you spent a lot of time with probably be very close to um it's tragic it is it is oh wow well uh, Bleak so, opening. Um, yeah, we'll keep you updated. Hopefully, as we find out more about it, I'm this sort of thing is probably big enough that everyone's heard of this. <laughs> Don't need us to yeah, tell this, you about this it. This isn't but, this isn't relegated to movie buff news. This is right. this is just news for everyone now. Um, yeah, so. but we'll probably we'll probably end up talking about this some more as more comes out. 
I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah. Anyway, on a lighter, less important note, uh, Hayden Christensen is returning to Star Wars. That's Wait, what? <laughs> what now? It was announced today. I Whoa. didn't even know. Hold up. What happened? Hayden Christensen is reprising his role as Anakin. In what context? What's he going to be? Gonna be he's going to be in Ashoka. In Ashoka, the new the new series. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's so he's live back. action? Oh, it's going to be live action. Oh, boy. It's, we get Hayden Christensen as Anakin, baby. Listen, Hayden Christensen, I don't know if he's even like done like work in many many years i feel like he hasn't done anything in a long time um, okay well he was in he was in that weird pizza themed movie with um what's her name um <laughs> emma roberts oh my god he Remember was that? in that weird pizza <laughs> themed movie i forgot about that pizza themed movie yeah. um that strange thing yeah, um, Alyssa milano was also in that movie um just, you know, Alyssa Milano is just a meme in and of herself. So the movie yeah, is Little Italy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, this is one of those movies where just the poster is like, is this a real movie? Like what? It, lo- it, it feels like one of those movies that got like started like years ago and then they were locked in and then they couldn't back out. You know, like that's that's <laughs> that's how this movie feels. Um, yeah, it's like when that Miles like- Teller movie came out or like when um that that uh the the one i always think of is jennifer lawrence ha- house at the end of the street which came out after the hunger Games. oh movie. yeah oh but god that was, was so clearly. bad <laughs> that was terrible uh and yeah yeah so clearly not utilizing jennifer lawrence well right but so yeah that those are always funny um but it, it'll be interesting to see hayden christian back i i don't think he was the worst part of the prequels so no, yeah. the worst aspects of the prequels were not his fault. I mean, his performance wasn't necessarily great, but it's not his, you know, what are you going to do when you're writing is that. I don't really know, like, how much better he could have done. So, um, yeah, um, I'm kind of excited. I think it's kind of weird because he's a bit older, but, you know, <laughs> he doesn't really yeah. look like that young Anakin anymore. I wonder what they're going to do. Um, but, yeah, um, so that's a very that's a big, exciting, less depressing bit of news. That um, literally is brand new. So it was like just a few hours ago. It's trending yeah. on Twitter. I can't believe you don't wow. see it. You're very online. I don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> I've I've been out for a run, so I was like mm-hmm. temporarily not online. I know it's shocking, oh, shocking. but what well, you see, this is what happens. This is why I shouldn't go outside. I, I've learned you can't go out. You can't it leave. Won't, um, it won't happen again. Yeah, that's okay. I forgive you. Um, what else? What else? What other movie news we got? Anything good? Okay, so um, this is... <laughs> I, I don't even know if this qualifies as movie news, but Saw has come out qualifies. with... <laughs> Saw has come out with NFTs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's just like... You know what? We shouldn't. Saw, we need to do better. Saw should do an entry where the victims, victims, quote unquote, are all people who deal in like cryptocurrency. Um, oh my God, that'd be great. <laughs> There's like, so. wait, you could, you could have like, let's think about like all, all the different like uh, e-villains of this day and age. So you could have like, Elon. You, 
well, yeah, you're gonna be like someone like Elon Musk, but like, uh, like, like individual, actual, just like generic, just names. like generic okay. archetypes. Sorry. So I you was, can have. I was a, ready. I was ready to give some names. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of names you can put on there, yeah, but um, like, so you could put like, yeah, like the crypto bro. Yeah. You could put like, um, like an Airbnb host. Oh my god! <laughs> you're god. gonna have. Um, what else? Who, who else? Like an like Airbnb a, host who lives like a thousand miles from wherever <laughs> their her domicile that they rent out is. Um, yeah, yeah, you get you put like one of those like one of the like the Trump reply guys, like the people who just reply well, you to every. Probably put a, a blue wave Biden reply guy too. I mean, I gotta say, <laughs> or yeah, um, any <laughs> any sort of like major political reply guy who yeah. like their whole thing is just replying to every tweet and like obsessively like, defending one one person like you could oh. have you could have one from each side and then they could fight each other that would yeah be that's the trap the trap is the two of them going up against <laughs> one another um yeah um yeah i think i think we could do it i think i uh, just like an influencer probably like <laughs> yes yeah, like some sort of like tiktoker yeah well you-, you have to have a tiktoker and an instagrammer you have to have both. okay because they're yeah. a little bit different. Like Instagrammers is all about like that that like glamorous, beautiful life. Like everything is gorgeous. But on TikTok, you are like self-deprecating, but like in a funny, cute, quirky way. Um, so you know, they're, they're slightly different. You know what I mean? Like the vibe <laughs> is a little bit a little bit different. Just because right. they're they're gearing their their audiences are slightly different generations. Um That's true. So did you did you see the the thing recently where there was like a, a TikToker who was like a therapist and she was like complaining about pe- info dumping? Uh, yes, I saw the people I'm on, trauma I'm, dumping and therapy. I, I was I'm on Tumblr. I saw. Um, <laughs> oh god, look, that was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I was like, you're not a real therapist. Like I don't. <laughs> Like, I don't know a single therapist who's going to be like, yes, I'm mad at you for divulging things early on. Like, therapists will spend hours with you making you say one fact about yourself. So, like, if you say it earlier, they can help you better. Therapists are looking for that shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what are you so, talking about? <laughs> so we could have um, someone like that. Oh, you know what? Actually, like, what would be a great overarching theme? You could be like, saw, canceled, and it'd be like, a whole bunch of people have been canceled for one reason or another. Quote Mostly, unquote, we yeah, should, we yeah. Should clarify that we mean quote unquote. But it would be that, people who who like deserve getting canceled for some reason, not necessarily uh, deserve. I was being thinking people in, who so. who who say they have been canceled, but still have like multi million dollar contracts and like act and fit in like big big pro- productions um, we could have some of those too yeah yeah, yeah just that, like that some... tends to be pretty common where people are like i've been canceled i'm like but you make millions of dollars every year so you have clearly not been very effectively canceled <laughs> i gotta say <laughs> you are and you are somehow monetizing the fact that you've been canceled i mean so mel gibson anything... just got cast in a major thing mel gibson can't even be canceled what the fuck mel gibson doing? they've been trying There's to no cancel such thing him as cancellation for like, <laughs> like 30 years and <laughs> they can't do it so yeah yeah um but yeah, anyway, the, the, the headline is Saw has NFTs now. The way and the way they announced it was so annoying too, because like they built it like, you know, it's close to Halloween. So first of all, everyone's thinking like Saw already. Spooky. Yeah. Then they they put like this mysterious announcement on their Twitter that's like there was like a countdown to a certain time. I was like, ooh, like what's it gonna be? Like, is there gonna be a new movie? Is there gonna be like some sort of 
new experience or something like that. There's all sorts of stuff. I mean, they, they've done all sorts of different things over the years, but we're like, what could it be? And then <laughs> they end up revealing. It's like they we will reveal like blueprints for these traps and then like special keys and the people holding the keys at midnight on Halloween will blah, blah, blah. Like all this they stuff. Drop, it's like, where are they going to drop the key? Yeah. Uh, well, no key drops. No, <laughs> um, but like, as soon as like they started doing this stuff, I'm like, Oh no, this is an NFT. Isn't it? And then at the end, it's like, this is like in spot in partnership with like some, one of those NFT companies. I don't even want to mention their name. Cause they don't need any more publicity, but it's just like, Oh God damn it. Like all so many big companies are doing this shit now. And I'm like, like, why do you need to get in on this? I don't understand it. Don't you make enough money off the movies themselves? Yeah. But it also, it's like, it's like fucked up. Like we just, just like not do the NFT thing. We should all just like revolt against it at all times. So it's very silly. It's very stupid. There's no point. Saul, I beg you don't do this. Sorry. I'm watching a kid outside run and he has glow sticks or I actually, they have glow sticks around their wrists and ankles and neck and like a halo around their head and, and their waist and they're just running. And all I can see is the glow sticks, really. Um, Creepy. I'm very distracted by this. It's very <laughs> Tron. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Because nice. they're like blue. They're blue glow oh, sticks. Um, I hope Michael Myers doesn't get them. Well, yeah. you never know. It's it's October 22nd. Um, yeah. Not We're to getting reveal close. our recording date. Um, <laughs> getting very close. Yeah. Um, almost time kids it is it is so um why don't we like what what have you been doing to get in the halloween spirit these days i've been living my life um (laughs) (laughs) my entire life is in the halloween spirit i just think we should start there um fair enough i I think i think that's a known uh a known quant a known fact but most importantly i recently left new york city for the first time uh since before the pandemic started. Um, it was wow. actually the first time I left New York since 2019. Um, I don't know how to express like the sigh of relief, but it was to just like see just like an expanse of like grass and trees. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Literally is, touch um, grass. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, okay. New York in terms of like <laughs> cities that are good at like having trees and parks, like New York is actually pretty good. at That, that is like, true. They're actually like one of the better cities. Yeah. In terms yeah. Of we actually, we have plenty of that unless you live in like certain neighborhoods and certain boroughs and we don't need to get into the politics of which ones those are, but you can imagine. Um, <laughs> right. So, like, but like, luckily I do see a lot of green and that's nice um, because I would literally go completely batshit without that. Um, but it was nice to just like be in places where I could walk around a street corner and not run into like five people. Um, I was like, wow. Oh my God. This is what life is like. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, that was really nice. Um, I went to visit a friend of the pod um, and yeah, I went to Baltimore that was stop one, um, which is really fun. And it's actually like a nice little spooky city, right? Um, Baltimore has some very spooky vibes. I love it. You yeah. got Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, I actually tried to go to a bar, which was um, Edgar Allan Poe's death site. But it was like Ooh. The, the hours that it was open just like did not work out. Like they didn't open until like four or five. And I was like, well, this is just like stupid. I'm trying to be here at noon. Um, because <laughs> um, you know we had other things going on, but we did like drink in an old church, like that's kind of spooky. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fun. So, yeah, so um, 
we went to like a skater bar which is not spooky but that's just like fun um <laughs> uh, that's where i saw halloween kills um which we'll get to uh we carved pumpkins stuff like that um the weather was a little warm uh last weekend it we had a, or like the days before last weekend i guess there were like 80 degree days and i was like this is like completely insane and we need to stop this um but you know we did some spooky things and then we went to lang sorry let me pronounce it correctly lancaster pennsylvania um yep, i was yep. corrected by by citizens of the town so i must say it correctly the citizens um, banded together to no take you they down. <laughs> i pronounced it at a bar and somebody was like it's lancaster just so you know, lancaster and i was like oh and so um now i'm like i'm like really teaching myself to say it correctly city I'm, boy city boy <laughs> um, i'm like very obsessed with this this town of pennsylvania um and we've we've gone a few times this friend and i um to field of screams which is just outside of lancaster and and it's like this a haunted attraction in pennsylvania they have like a uh, a haunted hayride and a few like mazes type things that you go through um and so we've gone a few times and so we didn't get to go last year obviously and so we you know pandemic uh so we wanted to go yeah. this year so we actually this year we spent a night in the town um and it's a, like a really cool small city in pennsylvania and um yeah so i you know we went and we did that and that's very fall vibes like it's like a small town uh the the trees have all changed colors but it's like these nice like just like the architecture style it feels like you're in a like a, a small town in the fall i mean i was in a small town in the fall but it feels very like <laughs> autumnal and so you feel was- like you feel like any minute the the local the son of the local mine owner who caused that big collapse years back is going to come back to town and right like, you're in pennsylvania you never mysterious know. stuff um, will start happening it's it's honestly got more like like hocus pocus town vibes you know what i mean oh um, really yeah it's not That's new fun. england because it's pennsylvania obviously um but it does have like some of the the buildings have that vibe and um and it is like a weird like spot in the middle of like this like pennsylvania county that's not necessarily you know great um but this like one city like and it's a small city um does have like these like really cool just like vibes um i got a sticker that says i heart city life lancaster pennsylvania which i just think is <laughs> fucking hilarious because i'm like this is like the smallest town that i could possibly fathom i mean it's not that small but like you know because i grew up in a small town too but um living in new york city it's just very funny to get a sticker that says i heart city life lancaster pennsylvania <laughs> um so but it's like such a cool town. And so that's what we did to get into the, the Halloween spirit. And it really got, it got us there. I was like, I'm here. You know what? I am in the fall vibe. It's like chilly. We went to the the field of screams and it was like, I had to wear like a hoodie with the hood up. And I was like, wow, I'm like cold. This is so exciting. Um, so <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it was great. Um, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. The, the We had a haunted hayride. That was, that was great. Haunted hayrides are great. Yeah. So, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Um, I am hoping to go to, um, the hollow scream at, uh, Bush gardens tomorrow. So that'll be my haunt for the year. Um, I've gone to, I haven't been to this one before. I've been to, uh, the, the one at King's dominion a number of times, uh, fright fest. Um, it's actually called fear fest and fear became, fest. And then it became Halloween haunt. Um, Ooh, 
All you fear. So is this, here. this was my. This was the one I went to every single year growing up. So I'm very familiar with the King's Dominion. Um, yeah, I've been there a number of times, but haven't been in a few years. Um, this will be my first time going to the one in um, Bush Gardens, so that'll be fun. Nice. Um, also, today I went to a Spirit Halloween Woo! for what must what must be the first time in ten years. I like. I seriously can't even remember the last time I went to Spirit Halloween, um, and I was pretty impressed. You know, like the the last time I went, I felt like okay, like this is kind of not the greatest Halloween store you can go to because. I mean, I've been kind of spoiled for Halloween stores. There was always this great one in Falls Church when I was growing up, um, which is actually a year-round costume store and party store. Oh God! I and love they those. had okay. yeah, they had like like serious costume stuff. And of course, like at Halloween, it would get like super good. And you know, like Spirit Halloween is just the pop-up stuff, so they don't always have the best stuff. And the last time I went, I remember it being like. Maybe it was like too close to Halloween or something, but I remember there being very little selection and everything was like way overpriced. But uh, this time when I went, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Like there was just like pretty much any kind of every genre of costume, like not necessarily mm-hmm. every costume you can imagine, but they had something from like every genre. They had like all the pirates. They had the gangsters, astronauts, all kinds of monsters. They had scary clowns. They they had like the sexy costumes and like the the weird fratty pervy costumes that are like the weird fratty pervy costumes. <laughs> you know like the like the uh, the one that's like a, a breathalyzer that's like blow here it's like aha you're you're gonna get arrested uh, but yeah um it, it I, I I was impressed and and they also had some pretty cool like animatronics for sale that were prohibitively expensive but still fun to look at God I want them every time I want them every single time I see them someday I'm gonna be rich and I'm gonna be Nick Lutzko and I'm gonna have every single <laughs> fucking spirit Halloween animatronic in my home and then they're oh all gonna God. kill me but like. <laughs> Like, that's yeah that's basically what happens to him so. yeah that's the dream though i want like i want a permanent halloween home so like i want like so many of these animatronics now i would never yeah, sleep great. well they'd have to be in another room not the room that i sleep in which would be hard for me right now because i have like a setup where i sleep in my main room but like because um, it's like a studio i guess but like you know in theory that's what i want I want. Oh, some, yeah. I want all of them. I want to. I want to be that house on the block that does like the actual full like walkthrough haunt every year. Me too. Uh, That's that like the so dream. Cool. God, God, this isn't hard to ask. This isn't. <laughs> you know what? I just need to fucking buy a house. Well, where I live in Brooklyn, but like, um, it's gonna you cost gotta, me like three million dollars to buy. You just a house gotta here. find something. Find something on the rail line and just like. Mm, yes train in every day mm. um but yeah someday someday we'll do this we'll be halloween dads and we'll be scaring the neighborhood children i would be such a halloween dad i would just be like and i would keep it like vaguely spooky year round then at halloween i'd go nuts so um yeah that's what i need that's what i need to do i need to have a year-round spooky home so if we could just work on that, I don't know who the we is, but we collectively <laughs> could all work on that. If we could work on getting Matt a spooky home year round, that'd be great. Um. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everyone, if you can help Matt get a spooky home, please contact us. Please. 
Drop every drop whatever you're doing. It'll be worth it. Um, but yeah, joke. please don't do that. Um, <laughs> please don't. But uh, do reach out to us and let us know what you're doing to get in the Halloween spirit. You know, the regular stuff, buzzdownmovies at gmail.com, buzzdownmovies on Twitter. Um, other, other than uh, the spirit Halloween and the, the haunts, I've just been watching a lot of horror movies. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Halloween yeah, I mean, kills yeah. we're going to talk about. But um, like else? leading up to this, I, I, Lauren had never seen the original Halloween or the Ooh. 2018 one. So I had to show both of those to her. Wait, but you didn't show the Rob Zombie one. That's fair. Uh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get to those. We'll you got to those, but you the, gotta do all of the uh, the the reboots, you know, the Halloween 1978, right. Halloween 2000 and what, seven Halloween 2018. You know, you got to do all of the, right. the original installments. Um, so my my the ones that i view as essential are you know the rob zombie movies the new ones and um the original i hope the the original uh, i guess halloween 2 and um h2o yes i think that's right halloween 3 is also essential but not in terms of michael 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 in its own way yeah Yeah. Yeah. and we've already seen like she She's already seen Halloween three. I watch Halloween three all the time. I'm probably going to watch it. If not on Halloween, like close to Halloween. Yeah. There'll be a day soon where I like carve a pumpkin and watch some Halloween movies. And that that'll be one of them. Halloween three. Honestly, of the whole franchise is the one that feels the most like Halloween because it's just like, it's got trick or treating in it. It's got the mask and everything. I think that's actually one thing about the whole franchise that is pretty good, but that one does a good job of it. Like um, a a lot of the franchise actually feels like a Halloween movie, which is nice. Cause some, some other classic horror franchises aren't like Halloween movies the halloween is like a halloween movie um yeah obviously um <laughs> yeah yeah i've been trying to watch some spooky movies too i haven't done a good job in the past week because it's just been like crazy after i was you know off work and out of town for a bit but like you know i watched like blair witch recently watched rewatched wreck while i was out Ooh, of town wreck so nice. scary yeah. so scary that's such a spooky movie um i've also been i started the new chucky tv series which is awesome um so everybody should go watch the Chucky TV show because that's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, oh yeah, I want to see that. I've also started the I Know What You Did Last Summer TV series, which is not good, um, but oh, I no. think I love it. I've seen all five of the episodes so far, and it's like <laughs> it's like Riverdale meets slasher, and I'm like, this is great. Oh my, <laughs> that's like right up my alley specifically. So this is great. Um, it's just like teen drama mixed with sometimes people are dying. Um, I'm like, great, that's fun. This is exactly what I'm here for. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I've been trying to to stay in like the horror vibe. Um, also like some reading, I guess. I've been reading spooky books. Um, mm. so yeah, um, I'm excited for. The, I mean, we only have like one week left of Halloween season, which sucks. Right. Um, I mean, it doesn't suck for me in. because mm-hmm. I'm still gonna be doing spooky stuff afterwards. But like it sucks that I won't like walk around and see spooky things. Like I will right. still be in the spirit, but like we'll be on our own then. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's only sucks. now we can get other people on board. Like I can wear like shirts with like Michael Myers hanging all over them, but like and everybody be like, oh yeah, Halloween time. But like and like on December first, if I do that, people are like, um, it's Christmas time. And I'm like, all right, get over <laughs> yourselves. Um, However, like. <laughs> so um, and i do love kid, christmas so don't, don't can walk around wearing shirts with brahms the boy on them and 
Bronze Come the Boy. The in the movie. <laughs> Remember when I went to that movie and there was a guy in a Bronze the Boy exactly. shirt? Yes. <laughs> and I, I was like, I don't exactly. even know how you got this shirt. Like, the sequel just came out. How is there a t shirt already for, like, this character? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Bronze the Boy. to Bronze the Boy. Um, I, I watched Terror Train recently. That was nice. Oh good. yeah, I watched I that too. Um, the one uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, That's another one, Jamie right? Lee yeah. Curtis film. And uh, what's his name? Um, the magician. Um, David Copperfield. David, David Copperfield. Copperfield. That was like the best part of the movie. I was like, holy shit, that's David Copperfield. Oh yeah. Um, his he, he was he did a lot of magic in that. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. Um, I also recently watched that. That was a really good time. Um. I can't believe I'd never seen that before because that was a pretty absurd movie. That was a yeah, like it was very strange conceptually. That was a very interesting film, um, and also David Copperfield was in it, which was a very conceptually odd choice. Um, so. Yeah, like what? I I I don't know how they managed to pair the concepts of like slasher and like train mystery, and also there's a magician, and it's like. <laughs> Plus the twist at the end is yep. uh, also like its own whole thing as well. Yep. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a very strange movie. You know what um, else I watched? It was with my, my though. friend while uh, on our trip in Baltimore, we watched the 2007 classic drive through, um, which if you don't know is about a bunch of teens Ooh. doing battle with horny, the clown. Um, <laughs> what? It stars Leighton Meester. And Malora oh Harden and Penn Badgley. Penn, um, is this just like a Gossip Girl movie? Yeah, it's a 2007 movie. So basically, um, uh, Nicholas DeGosto is also in it. And you might know him from Final Destination 5, um, among some other credits. But that's like one of them um, in the horror world. Um, it was a pretty ridiculous 2007 film about Horny the Clown. <laughs> and I can't stop thinking about the clown just being called Horny the Clown. Um, Horny the Clown. Oh, man. And also the fact that Melora Hardin was in it. I was like, okay, The Office. Um, so that was a, that was another spooky movie I've watched recently. Um, so Also, have you seen VHS 94 yet? I have, have not. not God! Yet. Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty! I um, know. I need to get around to it. I've been uh I've been busy. You I think know, you're I've gonna been like trying... it. I think you're gonna like it. So you need to I've watch heard it. good things and you know I, I have to watch all the VHS movies because yeah, the concept fun. is so appealing to me. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely we'll try to get to that before Halloween because yeah. that's like peak. It has Halloween it has a very I mean uh, it's called VHS ninety four, but it literally has a very nineties feel to it and like like the filming is also done to look like it's like was shot in the nineties. Most of it. Um, nice. So like I, you know, you should watch it because it, it has a very like throwback horror vibe to it. So um, you want to do it before Halloween. Cause it just feels very nostalgic. Uh, in some All ways. Right. So yeah. it's good for Halloween season in that regard. Um, I will do it. I will elements do it. of it remind me of like WN WNUF Halloween special. Um, oh yeah, I love which was that. Just I, fucking great. Yeah, um, we watched that last Halloween, and uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that, definitely check that out. That is like s- such a great like found footage type Halloween movie. So yeah. much fun. Yeah, that um when I was in when I was in Baltimore, 
not to keep harping on Baltimore, we went to my friend's, my friend has like a video rental shop that she goes to all the time. And like, like it's a real video rental shop. Not just I like need it. Oh I know. God. I know. It's so fucking cool. Um, and they have like a made in Baltimore section or made in Maryland section. And WNUF was prominently featured in it. Um, Do you know what like, they're man. called? Uh, yeah, it's called Beyond Video. Um, Beyond Video, Baltimore. Yeah, shout yeah, out to Beyond out. Video. Super cool if you live in the Baltimore area. Um, super cool. But uh, this movie, I guess, was it, you know, I, guess, I mean, I know, but it was it's for it was it was shot in Maryland. Um, so they they prominently featured it in the Made in Maryland section, which was just cool. Um, also, it's a great Fair movie. Nice. So because it has it's very throwback Halloween vibes that movie. Um, yeah, famously. Um, Blair Witch Project was made in Maryland. So, yes, Maryland horror, great stuff. Yeah, we also, I just watched that recently or rewatched it, I should say. I had seen it before. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've seen it many I times. Ch- I decided to check out this little known thing called the uh, Blair Witch Project. We actually we made like a drink for it. Um, like we made spiced syrup, so spiced simple syrup with like cardamom and and cinnamon and Ooh, stuff like that. Um, very nice. And it was like a grape juice and wine drink. It was sort of like Glühwein in a lot of ways. Um, oh so, yeah. But uh, we made that and watched it and and drank it and like um, while we were, you know, simmering the drink, we had like a bundle of cinnamon sticks that were shaped like the bundle of sticks. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. in in the in the uh in the pot um so that was pretty cool and then um we're having a very loopy night that night i distinctly remember like we would like stand in the corner and take a sip um (laughs) no (laughs) not in Um, the corner yeah so um yeah that that movie like actually is still extremely effective um i mean like i've seen it a million times i think uh it's one of my favorites for sure um it's great like it was like we finished it and i was like i'm like actually still kind of scared um we then i think i think it was right after we watched wreck after that so you know we were really just like let's just fuck ourselves up um (laughs) so (laughs) um so found footage fuck up fuck us up um those are two very scary found footage movies but oh yeah yeah all right well why don't we get to tonight's main topic of discussion halloween kills so Halloween kills. It does. Um, it does. Yeah. We're still not entirely certain what the, the title means. Nope. Um, no idea. No fucking clue. I don't know. Or what the, what the next film Halloween ends will really mean because well, Halloween's going to be over. We're never going to be able to celebrate Halloween ever again. <laughs> the holiday itself will, will be banned kind of like it was in uh, curse of Michael Myers before like well, in the events previous to the uh the curse of michael myers because it was like this was like the first halloween they were allowed to celebrate or something i don't know well i, I try to forget as much about that movie as i can um but, but yes michael myers <laughs> yeah that's the sixth one right that's uh the paul rudd one yes yeah I actually think that movie has an interesting connection to this one. We can harp on that later. Um, it it does, yeah. Yes. <laughs> a couple ones, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, first of all, let's talk cinematic experience. Um, I saw this movie on a Monday night at like nine o'clock. This is a late night show. Um, surprisingly packed for that time of night. I mean, like. 
don't get me wrong. It was like 20 people were in there, but that is the most I've seen in a theater during all this shit going on. So uh, I was pretty impressed by the turnout. Um, And it's, it's promising. Like this, uh, this movie is done pretty well at the box office. So clearly people are turning up, um, which is also like, it's also kind of surprising because it is available on Peacock right now streaming. So you don't have to go to the theater to see it, but people and we're still in a pandemic. Up. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's actually very, I mean, it's very encouraging that this movie is doing pretty well. I mean, it's 67.3 million so far at the box office um, off of a 20 million budget. Given the circumstances, I think that's quite good. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. It had a $50 million opening weekend. And it's an uh, R-rated film, you know? Um, yeah. It seems like everything should be working against it. And yet, no. it did per- it did respectably well. And that that is promising. It's also not getting great reviews. So you think <laughs> yeah. that would, would work <laughs> against it. Um, but it's not really. Um, so, I don't know. That's 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 encouraging. Even if I have issues with the movie, which I definitely do, um, I like to see a horror movie succeed, no matter what, because yes. we need more of them to succeed if we want to see more of them. <laughs> uh, right. We have a we have a big tent approach here as horror fans. We have to root for all of them. Yes. Even the ones that you know might not be the best examples of the genre, but ones that nonetheless will push the genre forward right um yeah what was what was your crowd like for um for the theater scene it was good i saw it at a theater in baltimore uh as i've mentioned um it was like it's like a sort of old school theater it's called the senator which is very cool so i'm just gonna shout out establishments as they come up um i really i've heard of the center yeah um it was really really cool the friend who i was visiting uh specifically wanted us to go there to see it uh, because she really likes that theater um and i was glad it's like a very like old school theater vibe although fortunately they do have alcohol which is not necessarily always the case at old school theaters so yeah um, this was very exciting i got to get a beer while i was at this theater and i was like hell yeah and this Ooh. turned out to be the sort of movie where you really want a beer for it. Like you want to be, you want to be drinking for this movie. I mean, um, it's, it's worth it to have a beer or two for this. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So the, the auditoriums weren't super big, but mine was like mostly sold. I mean, there were a few open seats for sure, but it wasn't like, I think there were two open seats in my row and that's it. Um, so like, you know, I, that it was pretty, pretty well sold and yeah, it was pretty crowded and people were reacting to the movie. People seemed people were laughing at parts, whether or not the movie wanted them to, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> people were reacting. Yeah. It was just like a nice, I don't think I'd been in like a slasher or setting in a movie theater where people were like clearly like just like enjoying the ride of being there in a while. Um, there were moments where people weren't really making much noise, but there was also a lot of stretch of this movie where things were just very tense. So what are you going to do? Um, yeah, I think overall I had a pretty good theater experience. Um, people people seemed to enjoy their time, although I will say the ending made a lot of people go, what? Um, but, <laughs> you know, that's life. <laughs> um, that's life. It was good. It was... It, I'm trying to think if it was the most crowded experience I'd been in since 
I've been back. I think I've been to a sold out movie though. So not quite the most crowded. Wow. Um, but I've been to a sold out, but I've been to, I went to a sold out movie much sooner after things started opening. And in, at least here in New York for a while, there were times where like sold out meant it was 33% of the auditorium was sold. You know what I mean? So like, right, I think with I the went, distancing gaps. Yeah. I think, I think, I think this was the first time I'd been to a almost sold out movie where there wasn't distancing. Like, yeah. Um, so that, that was a first I, you know, so. I wasn't not, used to having people sitting directly next to me, but there was somebody directly next to me who was not in my party. Um, so, you know. Yeah. There was nobody next to me for this, but there were people in the same row, which is like in in itself that is surprising given the crowds that I've been seeing. Um, haven't been to anything remotely close to sold out, but um, this one was pretty impressive given the circumstances right um yeah so let's let's get into what this movie is about in itself um this one picks up right after the events of halloween 2018 set on the same night very much in the way that halloween 2 follows up on um the events of the original right the original halloween 2 we should be clear yes not the yes. Rob Zombie Halloween 2. Right, correct, because that one's also called Halloween 2. God, can this franchise get any more confusing? Can um, it get any more confusing? I um, mean, really? Uh, the answer is probably yes, so don't tempt it. Um, um, I'm sure it will. Next couple ones. Yeah. We've only got one more. Quote well, unquote. but, you know, you know, there'll be more. I said quote, unquote, unquote. I said quote, right. unquote. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're on the same night, 2018, um, they're, they're rushing Lori Strode and, uh, you know, her family to the hospital in the back of that pickup truck and she sees the, uh, the, the fire trucks go going by to the house to put out the fire and she's going to be like, no, no, just like, you know, we all saw that in the trailers. Um, there's uh there's a flashback that like so a lot of the opening of this movie is an extended flashback to yeah you know what that was one of my least favorite parts of the movie I gotta say right that flashback was not not my favorite thing um what I it, do like about that flashback well you can describe the flashback if you want before I give my analysis <laughs> now I'm mean, let, let's let's stay loose I don't want to I don't want to talk about it too specifically but yeah yeah what what did you think about it overall. I just think it's like kind of silly, right? Like, like it, it felt forced. It felt like it was like the whole thing was there to like give certain characters a, like a connection to Michael. Right. Um, so that we'd have more characters to die. I mean, that's what it was for. And (laughs) so, and so it, it, it felt really forced and I felt like maybe the movie could have excised those bits and not have lost anything thematically. Like there wasn't really anything gained from those bits. You know what I mean? Um, it's so, yeah, it's true in a way. Like, cause we could have, you know, you don't always have to show everything in a flashback to have it like mean something on screen, you know, like, I mean the stuff that was shown in the flashbacks, we also have people explain that stuff later on. 
So right. Also, like, like it was sort of like this silly situation where they like wrote themselves into a corner in the last movie when they retconned out Halloween two, the original Halloween two, and then they're yeah. like, well, now we don't have any surviving cast members from the from the town to bring back for this movie who have encountered Michael. So we have to create new survivors of Michael. And it was like, well, you could have just like made Halloween two a part of it and said, you know, some bullshit about the lot. It was a lie that she was, you know, it was a rumor that she was his sister to begin with, you know, like exactly what you said. Um, like, I don't know. It just feels like they like could have done this a little bit smarter and they wouldn't have had to create these characters who are like, see, they have a connection to Michael. And we were like, are we supposed to be emotionally connected to that connection to Michael? Because like, I can't do that in like the short amount of time you're giving me here. Like, um, yeah. Um, so it was just like a very strange choice, I thought. And, um, there were moments where, you know, some of it's not that every element of the flashbacks was bad. It was just like kind of silly. Right. Um, I did like that Jim Cummings was in it. Um, there were parts that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Jim Cummings was great in there. Um, he, uh, is a director and actor who, uh, he made the, the film um, Thunder Road a few mm. years ago. And he also played a cop in that one. So I thought that was pretty interesting when he turned up in this one playing a cop. Well, uh, he, he also, um, he was in the Wolf of Snow Hollow where he was also a cop. Um, he also directed the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Uh, that was a 2020 that, film. Yeah, uh, that one just came out. I haven't seen that one yet. It's but, very good. Everybody so, should watch it. It's a, it's a pretty good movie. Um, he's he's typecasting himself already, but yes. he, he, like when he showed up in this one, it was like, is that actually Jim Cummings, or is that just what I think that like guys in cop uniforms with a mustache look like now? Because right, yeah. I've seen Jim Cummings look like that, and then I looked it up afterwards. Like, no, that was actually Jim Cummings. Yeah, that like, was definitely that. Jim Cummings. Um, yeah, so I did like his bit in it. I liked him having a little cameo, um, quote unquote. Um, and like, it's not that I hated all of the elements of these flashbacks. It was just like, it just felt like it was like time that we didn't need to be spending on these elements. Right. Like, there's, it like, just felt a little too long, you know, like, like right. a short flashback to 1978 could have been like kind of fun and interesting. And I thought overall it was executed pretty well. Like, um, they did it interesting thing where they like actually use some of the footage from Halloween too. Yes. And they, um, like they explored some of the same areas. Like basically like the whole flashback is like what happens between Michael getting up off the ground at the end of Halloween, 1978 and getting caught and taken off to prison. Right. So, and I do think that's like, cause that's a question that I like, had going into the you know into the the movies right i i right. didn't really quite yeah. understand how what was supposed to have happened there because that was if you read originally out the second movie i yeah, don't know exactly. what happens you know um that was originally explained in halloween 2 but here like this is basically a a rewriting of that part of halloween 2 at least mm-hmm. um so we still get some of the same bits where he's getting like chased through the back alleys and stuff but also there's this whole bit where um, the like the deputy accidentally shoots his partner who Michael has like held captive, um, which k- kind of gives him like like a bit of guilt and also like a, a reason to hunt down Michael later on. Yeah, I mean, not that you I need guess. a reason to hunt down Michael. Right. Like, um, yeah, I, yeah, you know. 
Right. It's supposed to create this connection so that a lot of these, like the point of this movie is that a lot of these characters have been touched by Michael's violence in some way. Um, and so yeah. like, it was just to give this one character who's a prominent character in the first movie who you actually probably thought died in the first movie. Um, Right. Had a connection to Michael, right? And so so it wasn't just like him just doing his duty as a cop. It was like, no, this is personal for me as well. Um that was that was sort of part of the point of the flashbacks here, um, were for him. And then there's one other character who's also has a major role in the flashbacks, and that's a uh, trying to remember the the character's name. Lonnie. Lonnie. Um, I should remember the name Lonnie. Um, <laughs> this is, I was, I was thinking like, wait a minute, like do the timelines line up where Lonnie could have gone on, like after he gets attacked by Michael in 1978, he decides like, fuck it. I'm moving out to California to get away from all this. And then he goes to work at the bourbon. Room. Ladies <laughs> and, and gentlemen, <laughs> are you ready to rock? Um, <laughs> Stacy Jackson Arsenal. <laughs> um, yeah, that it was weird. The Lonnie story. Lonnie does appear in the original movie. We should be clear. Um, Lonnie. Yeah. A, he's a, he's the he's one of the bullies who's like bullying Tommy Doyle in the first movie. Um, but he obviously doesn't really have a Michael Myers encounter in the first movie. Um, right. And this is also this is the first time that this character is being um referred to outside of the original film like right so even even other relatively minor characters were brought back in some of the other sequels but uh this is the first time we're seeing lonnie get brought back for a sequel um very minor in the original film but here they you know they give him a little additional backstory and that like he runs into Michael on Halloween night and escapes just because he like kind of cowers and Michael just walks away, I guess. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's primarily the purpose of the, of the flashback is to give a couple of our main characters, like traumatic ties to Michael. Uh, obviously Lori already has that connection and there's a few more characters who are going to be brought in who already have like a built in, uh, trauma connection that we have there. Right. Um, uh, we so obviously Lori is back and and her daughter and Lori's daughter's daughter. Um, and they all have their connection. Um, but we also see the return of of Tommy Doyle, who we previously <laughs> had saw in the first movie and then played by Paul Rudd in the sixth movie. Um, yes. But here he is played by Anthony Michael Hall in a in a. In a turn, I'm sure we'll discuss at length. Um, and we also <laughs> I, see the return of Lindsay Wallace, played by Kyle Richards, who did play her in the original movie, um, which is crazy. Yeah. That I mean, that's pretty, and that's the first time that she's been brought back to reprise this role. Yeah, which she's is also pretty cool. Somewhat interestingly, she's a Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, like on the TV show Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills. Oh my um, God. She's also related to Paris Hilton. She's like Paris's aunt or something. Um, so, you know, this is, this is a very interesting character and actress to be brought back uh, as Kyle Richards. Um, we also see the return of Nancy Stevens as Marion Chambers, who is the nurse who appears in like the opening of Halloween 1978, sort of like the early part where, when they're escaping yes. the asylum. Yeah. Um, the same asylum. Yeah. 
And she was um, also in Halloween 2 and was, Halloween yes. H2O. Yes. So So it, um yeah, and she so she's she's reprised that role before, but really like a lot of a lot of characters brought back for this one, which is pretty interesting. Um it, it I did think it was kind of funny the idea that they like they'd all hang out together. <laughs> I think it makes Which sense that like Tom. I think it makes sense that like Tommy and Lindsay hung out together. Like they experienced Michael together, right? You know? And they were already they already kind of knew each other beforehand. Like right, they, but like like Lonnie, who was their bully, I don't know why he would hang out with them. And then Marion, right. Steve, like she's like, and she was like an adult when they were kids. Like why would she yeah. hang out with them? She's like twenty years older than them. Yeah, that was like kind of <laughs> weird. I mean. I know that when you're like in your forties, like somebody who's like in their sixties, it's not, you know, you can hang out with them. That's fine. Um, but like, it was like, sort of like, really? Like, is it, are we supposed to believe that just like I've experienced Michael Myers brings you that close together? Like with the, it's um, the Michael Myers survivors club. Yeah. I was part of this, part of the thing I was thinking about when when I realized that this uh, this group that we're sort of introduced to in the bar scene is the the Michael Myers Survivor Club, except for Lori, who's in yeah. the hospital. Uh, as I was like, oh, the, these guys should hang out with the Jigsaw Survivor Group. Oh my god, they should. They absolutely should. And like and like while they're at this bar, and and Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle is like toasting to the fact that it's Michael Myers anniversary time. He's like. And this is for Lori. I'm like, all right, you just need to calm down a little bit. Um, um, so they thought, they definitely think about Lori, and they definitely think about the Michael Myers situation. You know? Um, yeah, they're 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 very fixated on it. Um, it is it is interesting, and not to to cast aspersion on their trauma, and not to um, you know, not to belittle it. Um, I we watched the first movie with a friend, and um, when we we rewatched it right before this movie, we rewatched the 2018 one. Um, oh. And somebody was like, "Everybody's like very upset about this, but like in this timeline, didn't he kill like three people?" It's like, yeah, like <laughs> he like yeah. he didn't do that much. Like I mean, like that's bad. Like that's very bad. But like it's not like in like the you know four movies that come afterwards where he just like relentlessly brutally murders like everybody and can't be killed. Like, but right, everybody's well, acting like he's like Satan incarnate. I'm like, well, he's, you know, <laughs> well, you gotta think about it. It's like, it's a small town. That's what, I, that's what I think. So, yeah. but also, yeah. So like, there's not a lot of other things to talk about. And that's like the big event that's happened there. So I do everybody think he killed them in a Mike pretty Mike. extreme fashion. Like, even yeah, if like the murders too. weren't that extreme, like, you know, like the original Halloween, he doesn't like exact like it's not like he does later when he comes back in the Rob Zombie incarnation or uh, the 2018 where he like is like obviously inflicting pain just to inflict pain. Like in this, you yeah. know, in the original, he kind of like is like a, a quick killer. He like he might strangle you, but like he's doing it quickly. It's right. He's doing but quick um, and efficient. Is right. Whole he's, thing. he's very efficient in the in the in his original uh, incarnation. Um but he is like a, he's silent. He's wearing that creepy mask. He's wearing that jumpsuit. He has the history of having killed his sister at the age of six, um, which yeah, is, I, which is very fucked up. Um, I think just, just on itself, the fact that he, you know, 
killed his sister and then later on the anniversary broke out of prison and went and killed again on the same night like that in itself would be enough of a story that people would talk about and it it's for halloween years. yeah like it's and not just any halloween. night you know what i mean it's 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 on halloween which is like a big deal um I do think it would be. I do think it would be. It's just like, it's like interesting how like this entire town like whips into this frenzy over it. And I'm like, they must be small because like New York, just like, I mean, I in the past year experienced a serial killer who killed four people in this city and everybody was just like, well, okay. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, there was a train stabber. He was stabbing people on train platforms. Um, So, you know, that's a thing that like, it's just like a very, um, not to belittle it because you should be traumatized by that because you should be traumatized if you experienced any serial killer, even if they killed one person before you, although then I guess they're not a serial killer. Um, you know, but it is like, it is a very, ups- it's just like a very, like this town, like really like loses it over this. Um, but I think that's real. I do think that like a small town would, right. I try to think about like my hometown, if that happened, hmm, pretty sure yeah. we would have like, brought ronald reagan back from the grave and reelected him as president um <laughs> oh my so, god um you know but it, it yeah this town like really has like been like i think i think what's like hard to reconcile is like the way the people in this town talk about michael myers and the fact that like only the first movie is canon here like the first or the first movie in the 2018 like they talk about him like he's like come back every night on Halloween for years and years and years. And it's like, no, no. It's it this is the time. first time. This is right. the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the movie kind of like the characters in the movie kind of treat it like he's done this over and over and over. And it's sort of like, but he hasn't done that in this, this timeline that we're talking about. If you hadn't retconned everything out, that would be the case. I understand you had to because everybody died, but like, <laughs> you know, like, it's sort of awkward that these characters are talking about him. Like he's like done this so many times when it's like, he's, he's done it once. And like these characters in this movie, when they're starting, they don't even know that he's broken out and done it again. Right. Like that, that is, that is a big difference. Yeah. That, you know, all they know is that that time 40 years ago, he did this and they're still talking about it. And like, not that you can't still talk about it because that, uh, being stalked by a serial killer is the sort of trauma that lives with you forever. Right. But like, but it's been 40 years and like probably every Halloween you're like, Oh, is he going to come out this year with something? But after 40 years of that, you're probably starting to like relax a little bit. You'll be like, Oh, and even if you're not, you're probably not talking about it at a bar. Like you're probably not. I mean, I don't know. Like I've experienced trauma in my life. I don't stand up at a bar and talk about it. So, but like, uh, you know, it just seems like the movie kind of makes these characters act like this is like this big epic evil that they all know is this big epic evil that's been coming back over and over and over. And it's like, but like, they don't know that yet. Like, that we find out by the end of this movie that that is definitely the case. But like, like, by the start of this movie, most of these characters don't even realize that he's back in town and doing it again. Yeah. Like, yeah, it takes um, a little while until everyone figures that out. Yeah, which makes perfect sense. That's the reality. Although I think it's a, it seems like they take a little bit of time to figure it out because I do think that in the digital age they probably know pretty quickly. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, funny that like in this, so you know, like everyone's hanging out at the bar. That's like kind of how most of this is set up. 
um we get like the flashbacks we get like the you know hot people on the way to the hospital with laurie and, and her family but like a lot of the intro besides that is set around this bar which I was like, okay, good start for Buzz on Movies territory here. The one thing I was disappointed in, it seemed like at one point they were going to like introduce a custom cocktail into this. Like <laughs> the guy asked for like the special or something. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, there's going to be some sort of special drink here, but it was just a beer. So I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that I was planning on making whatever the drink that was for this episode, but there was nothing. Well, I missed um, out. I'm sorry. That yeah, sucks. I missed out. It, it was a disappointment. But anyway, yeah. So it's centered around this bar, and like they're having some sort of like open mic for Halloween or something, which is a really weird idea. Like, actually, I um, think it makes kind of. I think it's right to have an open mic on Halloween night. I think that makes sense. <laughs> to me. People can come but, up and read their like spooky stories and their spooky poems. Like, okay, but if if that was the idea, that would be great. But it like it's it's very loose. Like yeah, they have is, like yeah. those triplets like singing as one act, and then another act is like Tommy Doyle comes up and recounts his trauma. Okay, but <laughs> just like clear, Tommy Doyle was in, wasn't he like introduced as like a bird caller or something? And then that's not what he did. Um, <laughs> why? Why is that his thing? They were like, he's very good at bird calls. He's like, but I'm not going to do bird calls tonight. Instead, no. I'm going to tell you the story about what happened here 40 years ago in this. Which town. was a ridiculous. Like, I, like that's another thing that is like ridiculous. I don't believe that 40 years later the town would let this crazy man just keep doing that. Like, and Tommy Doyle in this movie is fucking insane. Like, I mean, he's <laughs> been through some shit, but he's like. A fucking lunatic in this. Tommy film. Doyle is nuts. I don't and, and understand Tommy how Doyle, he has friends. Like, I, it's very bizarre. Tommy Doyle was nuts in Curse of Michael Myers, but he was yes, like that's nuts. That's the thing. He was like, I think he this, was nuts in a fun way in that he's one. He was like a weird conspiracy theorist. Paul Rudd's Tommy Doyle is insane, but like Anthony Michael Hall's Tommy Doyle is like maga chud insane like, <laughs> he's like dangerous yeah like this guy and like, like if i met you i'd assume you were like a scary trump voter who wants to like murder me in the back alleys of oklahoma like <laughs> i don't really know what we're doing here this man is very frightening and he's like walking around with a baseball bat i'm like are you gonna kill me with that like i don't really know um and he's well, that's he's, like the whole idea. It's like it's like is he getting killed the wrong people? He's like, like he's like channeling the purge. Like he's like yeah, I am here for the like a lot of this movie has purge vibes, right? Like yeah, it's just it's like, like a, the, the whole town just goes into into murder mode, it, and it goes and completely like, lawless. It's like it's just like in it, like the sheriff can't regain control. The sheriff who is. The sheriff with his like cowboy hat. I mean, that's like a whole thing. Um, <laughs> that that is fun. And I I think actually uh, it, it an interesting comparison is between this movie and Halloween two. Like Halloween two sort of went for that as well in a well, much more. I was thinking of Halloween five. Way. Isn't it Halloween um, five? What happens they, in Halloween five? <laughs> is it Halloween five where they run around and like the there's like the the group of um like a, the town militia is running around trying to hunt down Michael and they, they end up oh, with yeah. a shootout and like, like out on that country road. Um, but then Michael blows up the whole jail or whatever. Like, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking of like how in Halloween two, there's like this sense of uncertainty and paranoia, and that ends up with uh, Ben Tramer getting hit by the cop car in the middle of the road because like he's wearing a similar mask. Yes. Um, also Ben Tramer. Um, ben Tramer got yeah. a shout out in this movie. Uh, ben Tramer. We will get to Ben Tramer definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, still waiting for him to make a proper appearance in in one in this. Uh, no, I think at this point that's like not a thing that's ever going to happen. I think they know at this point that Ben Tramer must remain unseen. He's like, just an enigmatic like figure. Alone. Yeah. Um, which is upsetting. He- the Ben Tramer name. The name Ben Tramer, it's kind of hot. Like, I want to see Ben Tramer. Um, what if Ben Tramer came back in Halloween Ends and he's played by, like, Fabio or something? Oh, no! <laughs> ben Tramer's he's actually like, Tom Atkins. Um, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> Tom Atkins. Oh, my God, that would be great. Tom Atkins shows up. It's um, like, it's me, Ben Tramer. I Remember would be me? so happy if, or David Copperfield is David Copperfield still alive? I don't know. If that's <laughs> David still... Copperfield is still alive. Okay, uh, um, David Copperfield would be great. A great, like terror train reunion. There, They should totally do somebody <laughs> like that. They should, if they're ever going to have Ben Tramer show up, it has to be somebody very, Some very absurd. Pointed. Absurd be, stunt casting. Yeah. It has to be super stunt casting. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but otherwise, Ben Tramer has to remain unseen like this. Um, when when he got mentioned in this movie, I literally like was like, yes, and in my seat, I was like, yes, Ben Tramer. Um, that is a character I know. Yeah. Speaking um, of which, um, I like Anthony Michael Hall. I think did did a great job of portraying whatever strange version of Tommy Doyle this was. Yeah, I thought he um, did a great job. I want to be clear about that. Yeah, he was he just, was really he was really good. Yeah. But uh, like all the time I couldn't help thinking like what if they've gotten Paul Rudd to come back and do Tommy Doyle again even though his movie is no longer canon with this one. It would have been so funny. <laughs> that it would have been so good. It would have been hilarious. <laughs> and I was also thinking like Okay, so Paul Rudd was supposed like supposed to be old enough that he could have been Tommy Doyle in 1978, same as this guy. But also, like Paul Rudd now looks like 20 years younger than the guy they had playing Tommy Doyle in this one. Yeah, that's like a um, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall has not aged uh, the most, the best, right? Um, well, we can't. None. Of, it's very few of us can age as well as Paul Rudd. Let's just That's say true. that. That's true. Paul Rudd has like Paul Rudd <laughs> is basically not aging. I don't really understand. Um, Paul Rudd is quite a man. Um, not to get carried away with my Paul Rudd fantasies, but he is <laughs> just such a man. Um, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I I mean, it would have been very hilarious. I wish they would find a way to bring Paul Rudd into Halloween Ends, not as Tommy Doyle, but, like, make some joke about how he... And, you know, like, David Gordon Green, he could, he could do it. He could make a joke about Paul Rudd being in there. And he could get Paul Rudd to show up. You know he's <laughs> friends with Paul Rudd. Like... Oh, sure. Like, come on! Um, <laughs> so, I'm just saying that it it should happen. It would be very, very funny. Um, I, you know, but Anthony Michael Hall was a very interesting Tommy Doyle. Um, I think that like 
this movie's like one of its big things was like okay so the first movie was kind of trying to tackle like women believing women me too in this different you know that that sort of like vibe right yeah Um, yeah this movie is very much trying to tackle the concept of like mob mentality yes Um, yes and you know that is to for better and for worse um, I gotta say, it doesn't necessarily do the best job of it at all times. Um, I appreciate that the movie was trying it, um, but there are moments where I'm like, we need to just like step back a little bit from what we're doing. Yeah, here. it's uh, an interesting idea, and obviously one that that fits the situation very well, and, and something it specifically that... works for a Michael Myers horror movie. Like, yeah. like a, other slashers, it doesn't really work for. It specifically works for Michael Myers, and so I understand the compulsion. Um, because like and you, the could, way they you couldn't bu- do this with Friday, you couldn't do this this with Nightmare, you can't do this with Child's Play, like, but you can do this with Halloween. <laughs> you could maybe do this with Nightmare on Elm Street. That's the only one I would say because Nightmare on Elm Street sort of starts from that position, you know. Okay, like Nightmare Freddy's on whole- Elm Street only starts from that position in like that weird remake. <laughs> well but but in in like the the freddy's whole backstory is that the town all came together to burn him alive whatever. yeah but they were right so, too they yeah were they right were right too and they're right they were right to do it to michael myers in this one in theory but like they they're mis misguided that's yes. the only thing yes. um so I, I like it fits it fits the movie very well uh it's exactly the sort of thing that you would think would be a great follow up to um the events of halloween 2018 it works inconsistently Mm -hmm. um like the way everyone's supposed to you know come together with this massive paranoia and stuff it doesn't always make sense how they make the leaps of logic um to like the to some of the the bad stuff that happens as a result of like like this movie wants you to think like okay you know like the town coming together like this uh has like obvious negative effects but the negative effects are like they're they're too like they they happen for the silliest reasons basically they 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 don't necessarily follow from the way that everything is going I also just don't like don't necessarily buy that after one night of murders, the entire town would show up at the hospital. Like, I just don't necessarily buy that. I think a lot of people would like lock their doors and shut down for the night. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's like a weird. It's a weird thing when like everybody's at the hospital running around and we have to spend a lot of time with people just like running through the halls of a hospital like <laughs> um because it doesn't feel believable necessarily. Not that a slasher like this needs to feel 100% believable, but it is sort of like, why are they all here? What are we all doing? Like, I think most people, once they heard there was a serial killer on the loose, would lock their doors and stay home. Like, yeah, um, which is not the right choice. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, it's, Michael will find you regardless if he wants to kill you. What's weird is like, we don't, we don't get like, anybody behaving like that in this movie everybody in this movie is either like rushing to the hospital immediately which is like what like why is that like the first thing you think to go to like go to the hospital 
or they're just like standing out in their front yards, like chatting and drinking. And it's like, get inside at least. Right. Like there's, there's, there's no in between. There's no like people like cautiously locking their doors and like drawing the blinds, which is probably how most people would react. Like I'm thinking back now to like what it was like in the time of the DC sniper. Right. And we were all just like, I, I didn't go to school like, and like, <laughs> it was like, is like you go directly from school to home and like, well, your parents are driving you with you like down in the back seat or something. And then like entire time is spent inside with the blinds drawn. That would have been more like what, how things probably would have gone down. Uh, but in this one, it's like either either people like don't seem to care at all. They're just like hanging out in their front yards or they're like, we're going to hunt him down. Right. And I just don't buy that people would come together to hunt somebody down. I mean, maybe it's just like cynicism now that I don't believe anybody would come together, period. But like, <laughs> like I it does don't. make it more interesting though. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to make a movie about like the mob coming together to hunt people down. Like that's even if it's not the most realistic, it makes it more interesting. It's just some of the stuff they do doesn't really make a lot of sense all the time. Like obviously. So the idea is like the, you know, the mob can be dangerous too. Like mob mentality can also be harmful. And the way this is shown in the movie is they hunt down someone that they think is Michael Myers, but it was actually just like another escapee from the mental asylum who was for some reason hanging out in somebody's car. And like, they saw him in there and like, that's Michael Myers. And then he, he showed up at the hospital. They're like, that guy must be Michael Myers. It was just, it was the guy with the umbrella from like one of the opening scenes yep. of Halloween 2018. Which I thought it was nice that they brought him back. You know, they didn't just make it some random guy. It was it was someone that we already sort of knew. Um, and then you know the Bob gets together and causes him to die because he like he has to leap out of a window to escape them. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And this is portrayed as like look at look at like what the mob mentality can do, but it's like well you had multiple people telling, telling you like, this isn't him. Uh, but also like, why, why did they even think this was him in the first place? It's like, Oh, that's him. But, but without his mask and like, he's wearing different clothes and like, it's, it's him without his mask. He's wearing different clothes. He's acting scared. <laughs> he's acting he's running away. <laughs> he's not acting like any Michael Myers that any of us have ever known. Um, what? <laughs> it didn't make it, any sense. It made zero sense. It just feels very forced, you know, like, and, and this is a great comparison. I'd say between this movie and Halloween two is that like in Halloween two, as we mentioned, like Ben Tramer gets killed because he's wearing a similar mask and he's standing in the street. And that happens like, it's like sort of like half an accident, half intentional. He gets hit by this cop car, but that's like, that's the sort of thing that could, could happen. It's like, it, it happens in a split second. There's no time to like decide to figure it out. And like, it was a total like mistaken identity. This it's like, there's, there's multiple opportunities for people to write this mistake until it actually happens. So it's a lot harder to buy that that would actually happen. Right. It just seems like, 
if you know anything about the Michael Myers history, you know that he's not running away from an angry mob. He's just going to like try to start stabbing you. Also, he's yeah. going to be wearing a mask. Like, yeah, like nobody ever sees him without his mask. Oh, by the way, that I thought was really interesting part of this movie. Um, so obviously over the years, many different films have, shown Michael with various levels of the mask. Um, we get a brief glimpse of him without it in the original movie. Um, the Rob zombie ones show him with like sort of a tattered mask. So you can see like part of his face. Um, but like there's, there's always the idea like you, you just can't st- ever straight up see Michael's face full on. Right. Um, this one did it in very interesting ways. Like, um, there's a point where they're showing the news broadcast in the bar to like talk about like the murders that have just happened and whatever. And they're showing like people's faces on the TV and then it gets to Michael's face and you get, it gets like a rack focus. So it pulls back and shows the people in the bar and like the TV screen is out of focus. So you just get like an out of focus face there. (laughs) And then also there's multiple parts throughout the movie where Michael has his mask off and you can see yeah. the other characters can see him, but either he has his back to the camera or he's like in the shadows or something. There's multiple ways. The 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 direction is very clear. There's like, we're never going to show you his face. And it does yeah. it in like cheeky little ways at times, which I find kind of fun. Yes. Yeah, they clearly didn't want us to see his face, even though the, ca- the, the characters saw his face. Um. But, you know, I get because it kind of like that's like Michael Myers, you know, the mask thing exemplifies the idea that like, you know, you don't want to see, you know, sometimes not seeing the monster is scarier than seeing it. Yeah. Um, So it makes sense. Um, I mean, I guess they did, you know, they've done similar with a lot of horror, horror slashers. So. It works. It works for Michael. It works because Michael is like a cipher. Like he's not just like in this movie, really, this movie really wants to hammer that home. They want to say this is not Michael Myers is not just Michael Myers. He's like this, like impenetrable force of evil. Um, Yeah. And so the fact that they don't show you his face is like sort of driving that home. They're saying like, he's not like some, just some dude. Um, He's like this evil force. Um, And so, I think it matters because it, it doesn't let you like, you know, it like leaves you on the verge of like, Oh, we're going to see him as a human. Like there are moments where you think you're going to see his face um, because, because Karen takes it. Also, I can't get over the fact that her name is Karen. I'd like, <laughs> she, she is a Karen. She really, it's <laughs> like, she is a Karen and her name is Karen. And it's just like a lot. And this is Judy Greer that we're all talking about. Just to be clear. Yeah. Um, and I love Judy Greer, so no shade to Judy Greer, but her character in this movie is a Karen, um, <laughs> and, she, and a well one, a well played character, by the way. Yes, but, oh my god, yeah, she's, she's fucking a, great. She's awesome. She's one of my favorite characters in this movie and the previous one. Um, but like, you know, she's a sort of character who's like, there are authorities who are supposed to take care of this, and it's like, ah, do you think that's gonna work? I mean, <laughs> he just killed like every single firefighter in town. Like, I they don't really clearly know. Dropped the ball. Like, yeah. they, they're um, not. Nobody's coming to save you, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but she's like clearly one of those people who like believes like the cops are going to help us, and it's like, well, 
good luck with that one. Um, but yeah, so, you know, um, you know, there's, she takes his mask and she's running off and like, clearly a bunch of people see him without his mask. And you think, wow, we're going to see it in the movie intentionally withholds that from you. And it's, it's a sort of tease like, oh, you think he's just some dude who happens to put on a mask? No, he's way more than that. And I think yeah. that's what the movie is like trying to drive home that like he is, you know, the movie is now ready to elevate, like by Halloween ends, I think he's going to be like some whatever, you know, he's not just some dude. He's, he's the personification of evil, um, which is always what Michael Myers has been supposed to be. Um, so imagine being named Michael Myers. Man, that would <laughs> suck. Imagine starring in the Austin Powers series and well, then being Shrek. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't. Poor that guy. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, that he... guy has not had the cultural relevance of a, sla- a fictional slasher. But <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing all right. There. He's, he's doing, doing fine. Well, he's fine. Maybe the love guru wasn't as big as it should have been, but no. Not um, the love guru! <laughs> um... So, when we talk about some of Michael's kills in this movie, because there's some good ones. Um, Or just like sequences in general. There are some non-kills that are worth talking about too. Some like fights that that don't result in kills. Right. We've talked about, we've talked around Michael Myers a lot in this movie, but let's talk about some of the stuff that Michael does. Um, Let's let's start with just like a preface overall, Michael Myers. He's fucking terrifying in this movie. He's brutal. He's mean. He's relentless. He's like, he's up there with the Rob Zombie Michael Myers by this movie. Like, yeah. he's just like mean. He's killing everyone. He is like, he seems like he's angry. Like, which is, it's hard to pull that off when like you have a character who doesn't show emotion. But in this movie, I mean, and like, like all of the best Halloween movies, you do feel emotion for Michael Myers. They're always negative, scary emotions, but like, yeah. like, it's like, it feels like rage. Like he's angry. He's angry that he lost in the first movie and he's coming back and he's willing to take out everybody in his path, you know? Um, and what, yeah. Um, one of the things that I thought was like, was very interesting about him in this movie. Um, he, he seemed like he was pu- he was putting together set pieces for people to find a yes. lot of the time. Like um, you get to see it early on where he he kills this um, husband and wife couple, and he, while like the wife is like cowering in the quarter, he's already killed the husband, and he's like putting every knife from the kitchen block into him, just like one after another. And it's like the guy's already dead. He's he's clearly well past like the killing point, but he's just putting all these knives on this guy. And it's clear that like this is this is more about creating the spectacle than it is about the the killing. And this isn't uh completely out of character. Like as we've talked about, Michael mostly in at least in the early movies is shown as like a ruthlessly efficient killing machine but he also but he likes does, a little show he likes yeah he yeah. he has a flair for the dramatic and he does like to scare people by having them find a body in a horrible state um you I can see that in the first an, movie an important by like, aspect of michael but that gets lost in some of the intervening entries but like the first movie he is quite the drama king 
Like, yeah, he he hides the bodies because he knows that people are gonna find them. He has them like fall down from the ceiling and stuff like that. Yeah, and like hidden away in crawl spaces. Um, he definitely wants people to find a horrific scene. So, so my and, favorite, my favorite dramatic Michael scene in this movie. Um, and this is where I guess I mean, I guess we should have announced at the top full spoilers, but um. <laughs> It's it's when he goes after the gay couple who lives in his his former home. Um, and this see, big little John, John and big, big John. John, little John. Um, uh, what's his name from Mad TV? Um, which is just Michael like, McDonald. Yeah, it's just like a lot. Um, but <laughs> my favorite is that like he kills them and like that's very sad and that's upsetting because they're like kind of fun. Um, but he kills them and he poses them in a photo that's on their dresser. Like he just like lays them in the same position. It's the pose. And, and he puts on an old country vinyl record on the fucking <laughs> turntable. It's fucking insane. Like yeah, Michael, I, I tried to picture Michael Myers just like, okay, we're posing you like this. And now I'm going to put on this country music record and I'm going to let that spin. And people well, are going like, to find I gotta you put- like this. I gotta put the record on. I gotta time it so it's still playing when, when Lori's granddaughter comes in yes, here. It's so funny. It's so fucking weird. Michael is such a fucking drama king. Like oh, he God. lives for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Messy, messy bench who lives for the drama. <laughs> um, like I also, oh, yeah. I like when he he shows up um, at that playground. Um, this scene is great like, the playground scene is great <laughs> like the so like the car full of of people from the bar shows up at the playground there's like kids hanging out there and they're like go home like it's dangerous out here and they're like oh there's we see the kids and the, one of them is a pumpkin and one of them is a skeleton but yeah. then we see the witch mask nearby and we're like hell yeah halloween three <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> the kids are literally wearing the halloween three season of the witch mask this was pretty, that was pretty uh, hype although the one where the witch was the kid who died we don't actually yeah that kid. so we just yeah there's like two of them head. hanging <laughs> There's two of them hanging out and they're like, oh yeah, there's this guy who keeps playing peekaboo with us or something. And it's like, see, there he is over there. It's Michael Myers. And he's holding the head of the other kid. They're like, oh no. That's like a very funny scene. It's not funny because the kid died. But it is funny that they're like, oh yeah, there's a guy playing peekaboo with us. And I'm like, I mean, it's 2018. Like, You're online. You know that's fucked up. It's time to go. I would, like, yeah, I would be concerned. I would, um, <laughs> if I was one of those children, I would be concerned. Um, but they were not. And yeah. then they, yeah, they they ran away and they're leaving their masks. And then Michael uses the masks yeah. as part of one of his tableaus after he kills some of the other people. Oh, yeah. He puts together a tableau car. on like the, the like... What's it? It's like a it's like a merry-go-round well, basically. Yeah, the little oh, merry-go-round there. Yeah. I also yeah. thought that scene was very funny because like that whole scene was basically like, you know, everyone saying like, "Oh, you know, well, if Michael Myers came up to me, I'd do X, Y, Z." And this was like basically like showing like what those people would be like in real life. Because <laughs> yeah. like they all just got like wrecked so easily. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I loved this scene. This scene was very funny. And this was like the, the, the audience was having a great time with this scene when I watched it in theaters. 
Um, it's like you have, um, so you have the doctor, the nurse from the original movie. You have Lindsay Wallace. You have a couple they met all in like a car together. Um, yeah. And they see some kids and they're trying to help these kids get home. Um, but Michael Myers attacks and Michael Myers, he's like crawling around the car. He's just like on top of the car, like shaking it and running around. I'm like, Michael, I'm trying to picture Michael Myers doing this. And it's like, this is a very bizarre thing to picture. Well, he literally, he recreates like the, the first attack. movie, the first movie. Yeah. The yeah. attack from the first movie at the insane asylum where he like runs up the hood and then like smashes the glass with his hand yeah. and then like grabs someone by the face. Like he does all those same things. So it was like clearly a, a shout out to the first movie. Oh there. yeah. It was definitely a shout out, especially because, um, what's her name was in it the nurse um, yeah yeah she was the same and she was victimized again here yeah she also is like the worst shooter of all time she's just like shooting through the van she's like oh <laughs> i'm shooting michael i'm like you're very clearly not shooting michael um <laughs> she wastes all her bullets and then like michael's like looking at her right in the face and she pulls the trigger and she's <laughs> she's out of bullets she's like this uh, is for dr loomis and shoots him <laughs> And then she gets killed because she was out of bullets. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Also, like, everybody knows how many bullets a fucking revolver has. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, and then Michael, like, stabs a guy through the eyeball, which is, like, a very upsetting experience. And then the hit. That was a great effect yeah, there. That was a very was good like, effect. Ugh. And then the guy's wife is trying to, like, shoot Michael. And he kicks the door into her arm. And she shoots herself in the face because her gun flips around. <laughs> Which was extremely funny. That was like, that was I was like, this nuts. is not a real thing that would occur. That was um, hilarious. Her gun would like point upwards or she would drop it, but she would not just like flip it around to face her face. Um, I don't really know what's going on there. Um, and then he goes after Lindsay Wallace, who just piles a bunch of bricks into a bag and starts beating him with them. <laughs> Which is like the funniest thing you could ever do. Um, and also is effective she doesn't die so like like it worked she beat him with some bricks <laughs> that's the best anti-michael weapon apparently it's just a bag of bricks just like brute force i think you've got to like lay a bunch of brute force on michael myers you need like 50 people just like beating him with things you know um well we do in fact get that scene yeah, it doesn't in this go movie, so well, and it right. apparently um, does not work we don't get quite 50. I think we get like 25. I think we need double a, the people who are in this yeah, movie. It's a substantial amount of people. Um, what they needed to do was run him over with those cars. I was very confused. I was like, just run him over like 17 times. What are we doing? Um, but yeah, we'll get to we'll get to the ending, I'm sure. Um, yeah, they should do that. Um, let's talk about Lori or... Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's role in this movie. Yeah, I think it was um, it was underused. I feel like she was very much underutilized. She was so great in the last one. Like yeah. she was badass and like at the same time traumatized. It was a great combination. Like somebody who clearly been through a lot and like had their like trauma, but also was like ready to kick into action when needed, whatever. This one, partly because of the way the last movie played out, like she was very much sidelined. She spent the entire time in the hospital. Um, she had some good scenes, um, but mostly, you know, like we didn't get to see her kick any ass like we did in the last one. Um, 
we did get that one strange scene where she was like she's talking with the um yeah what's his name the 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 police officer who survived and like yes. is also in the hospital now yes yeah who was the deputy who they, before they share a room for some reason yeah, yeah, yeah. the share a room because i guess there's a lot of people uh getting killed right now i don't know i'm sure the Haddonfield um, er is not that big or i see but he was like you. he was like you know i used to have a crush on you but i knew that you were only interested in ben tramer oh my god that was the best <laughs> part <Right. laughs> i was like, like i'm kind of I'm, I'm really glad that it worked out that way because i was kind of worried we were going to find out he was um judy greer's dad i was like i really don't want this i really don't want oh this. yeah it kind of felt like it was going that way for there's like a line of women in black dresses waiting to get into the park. I'm sorry. I think I'm seeing a I think I'm seeing a coven. I think I think I'm oh. seeing witches. Um go go meet up with them. See oh, don't don't have coven of witches. Coven of witches come on the pod. Coven of witches. Um <laughs> what do you want from me? Um Yeah, I think um Wow. It's about to become a, a VHS segment here. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say it's about to become a, um, what's that? A cafe skin segment. No, no. <laughs> cafe flesh. Cafe flesh. Oh, Sorry. Oh, um, God. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. That, like, I feel like it was just like, a, yeah. I don't really, like, why was a cop still in this movie? Like, all he did was, like, sit in a hospital bed and be like, I liked you, but you liked Ben Tramer, and I didn't die, but I should have died. Like, okay. Yeah, it was strange. Like, I, okay. <laughs> it was like they needed him to be like another example of someone who'd been drastically affected by Michael because, like, they gave him that whole backstory of like having accidentally killed his partner because of Michael, right? And stuff. But it's like they they didn't necessarily need that to happen like because like they had so many other people who were tied into that sort of thing there are just so many Um, moving parts in this movie they could have cut out like one or two like yeah you know i think it would have done i I think it would have done wonders for the movies like overall tone and consistency just in terms of like like as a horror fan this was like a perfectly enjoyable movie but like in terms of like trying to appeal to an average critic, I think they maybe needed to to cut out a few things to just make the tone right. a little more. This was clear. this was totally a movie for the fans of yeah. the Halloween franchise. Like in terms of all the people yeah. they brought back yep. and everything. Like and like in terms of them trying to tie it into like the extended lore, the extended flashback to nineteen seventy eight, which I feel like like nobody who isn't like a huge fan of the Halloween franchise is going to care about that. Right. Um, it was pretty fun for me, but I like the entire time I was like, this is not at all necessary to the movie. Nope. Um, also they brought back Sheriff Bracket. Yes. Um, oh my God. That was great. He got, which was great. Like it's good to fucked, see, but see <laughs> him do this, but also it's like, he didn't really do anything important. So it's like, why? Like, <laughs> and he wasn't a <laughs> sheriff anymore. He was just like yeah. an officer. It was I, I don't know, like I I it it was like kind of implied that he'd been like demoted because he like messed up on the original Michael Myers thing and he was just kind of like on desk duty permanently for forty years. Yeah, but that know. wouldn't happen. But, Nobody would be on desk duty for forty years, and we all know cops protect their own, so they wouldn't <laughs> like they wouldn't right. demote somebody that heavily for that long. So you know, 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but it it, it was a str- like it, it was just like one of like many many things. It was like oh okay, but look, there's so much going on that you like don't even have time to register it. Um, I mean overall, it was cool. Like I liked seeing all these people again. I liked that we got a lot of the original cast from 1978. Yeah, back. I, I liked mean, that the movie is like very connected to the original. I do like that. I think that's cool. I think it. You know, I think that's a cool thing for the movie to do. And I think that, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I do appreciate it. I think that the movie kind of did it in a heavy handed way. Sometimes, like sometimes it didn't feel like it was like totally organic or necessary. Like, like you, like you said, Sheriff Brackett. I don't know if we needed to see him. What did he really add to the movie here? Like, I'm not sure yeah. the answer is anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, again, it's like it's one of those things. Where it's like as a fan, you know, it's nice to see him again. It's nice to have that tie-in. But like when you're when you're looking at this from a plot perspective, it's like uh, this is this movie's incoherent enough. Like mm-hmm. how many more people do we need to add in to like understand that? Like yes, uh, Michael Myers has traumatized the whole town, and they're all a mess as a result, and they're all out for blood um that's i mean like that's that's the whole movie right there that's that's all all the movie um but yeah i I mean i don't know It, it it's hard to say like what what should go and what needs to stay but but it, some, it some decisions some needed to be, some decisions needed to be made to to narrow it down a little bit that yeah. definitely is the truth um if we want it to be like i want to clarify that i say that in terms of if we want it to be like a good quote unquote good movie that will appeal to your average critic um if you just want to appeal to like horror fans who want to watch a like fun horror movie I think it was pretty effective in that regard. Right. Like I will 100% watch this movie again. It was <laughs> Michael Myers went on a rampage killing people. Like there were drones. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like, I don't know. Like it was very fun. So yeah, there's some great kills. There's a lot of fun, campy craziness. And there were some sad and- kills. Like, like Michael kills somebody with an attic door. He kills somebody through the banisters of a stairway. He kills several characters that we care about quite a bit. He, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he kills one of the main characters, um, you know, at the very end, um, he kills an entire crowd of people trying to fight him, including one woman who's using an iron to fight him. Um, <laughs> like I never get over that one. Um, like, um, so like I don't know like I I think that you know it's it's pretty intense and a lot of fun in a lot of ways. Um, he kills an entire firefighters department. Like he kills the entire yeah. troop just like out the gate. Um, yeah, that's like the first big kill scene we get is like you know it's where we left off. Michael Myers was imprisoned in the who even house that was burning the fire down. department on this house i don't know probably probably one of the neighbors probably the like, drone yeah. neighbors the drone neighbors who end up dying it's gotta be <laughs> the there. Dro- that was so funny the drone neighbors flying that stupid little drone were, around and i like, actually think crashing it's a, it like, uh, a big plus of this movie was it like the throwaway kills the characters were like memorable like 
Oh yeah, yeah. You had the the drone, the the couple with the drone, and then you had the gay couple. They were both very gay memorable. couple. They those the four, kids. Yeah, the kids were pretty memorable. Mm. Um, even like like the couple were like. The doctor was dressed as a nurse and her husband was dressed as a doctor. Yeah. He was a nurse. Like, um, they were, they, they built were them up pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Made them noticeable. Yeah. And then obviously like any of the, the core group, like any of the people who are coming back from previous movies, like we're all going to care about them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tommy, yeah. Yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. Not a lot of like mindless death in this one. It was like all, you know, people who had at least been built up a little bit. Or at least were memorable. Even if they didn't get a lot of build up, like like the drone couple didn't get a ton of build up, but they were like by the time they died, it was like we sort of understood them. Like and like their yeah. relationship dynamics and things like that. And they were memorable characters. Um, right. You know, they didn't have like a big connection to Michael or anything, but they were just like you know, I felt like they were characters who I more or less like, oh, I understand what you're about. Um, so it, it did feel, you know, it, it got like a lot of Michael's death, like kills in this did feel like a little bit heavy. Like they were like, oh, he's like really killing people. He is killing humans. Um, you know, not always the case in a slasher for one yeah. to walk away feeling that way. And especially in in this one in particular, like this this movie is clearly set up as an escalation of the previous one. This one has more kills than the 2018 one. This one is supposed to be a lot more brutal. And yet, you know, the kills still mean something. There's there's not just like a lot of like mindless slashing like that happens in one particular scene, but it's for a reason. But otherwise, like most of the people who get killed, yeah, we we have some sort of relationship with them. We understand who they are, and we we feel the impact when they get killed. I do think this movie has a bit of a like an Empire Strikes Back vibe, like like Michael lost round one in Halloween twenty eighteen, and now he is yeah. like he is hitting back hard in Halloween Kills. But I think Halloween ends, you know. It's our Return of the Jedi. Halloween is our Return of the Jedi. We're going to finish with Ewoks uh, drumming on Michael's mask. It's actually going to be like a a mass army of Chucky dolls. (laughs) (laughs) This is finally going to be the bridge between the Child's Play universe and the Halloween universe. You haven't been watching the the news. I have not been watching the show. So so there's an ad. So spoiler alert. There's an ad in between like some of the, the Chucky... In the Chucky TV series, there's an ad that features both Chucky and Michael Myers. It's been airing. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh. So clearly, they're also owned by similar properties because they're appearing in an ad together. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who that is, yeah, but uh, um, interesting, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, um, it, it was actually a very funny ad. Like Chucky is like, like doing a, he's like carving a pumpkin, and Michael is just like cocking his head, and he's like, "What? You don't like it?" <laughs> um it's very funny it's really funny um it's actually a pretty good one um because some of those ads could be very cheesy but um it's good all right so there's three more things that i want to touch on before let's, we close out let's do it and i feel like i feel like we do need to wrap this up because honestly we could probably talk about this for ages yeah um first of all going all the way back to the beginning of the film opening sequence 
in the Halloween series, the opening credits are always very important since the first one. Um, the we've always got that pumpkin representing Halloween. Um, in Halloween 2018, I don't know if we discussed this when we discussed Halloween 2018. I don't know if we ever even actually covered Halloween 2018 extensively, but Halloween 2018 is a jack o' lantern decaying in reverse. And like it starts out as like a super rotted pumpkin and goes back to a normal pumpkin. Um, and that was very cool. This one took a, uh, and and so that was very unique and that made the 2018 one stand out because we've gotten all sorts of different jack-o'-lanterns all sorts of different pumpkins before we never got the decay as an element so that kind of kicked off like an expectation of like you got to do something unique with the pumpkins this one was something entirely unexpected we got like multiple pumpkins in this one we got like a whole series of jack-o'-lanterns yes. and gradually throughout the uh, opening sequence, they caught fire and like flamed up, like not just the fire inside the pumpkin, but like consuming the whole pumpkin and burning it up like a, a big flame going up. And I thought that was just really cool. It, it represented the theme really well. It's like, it's a, it's not just one mm -hmm. pumpkin. It's a whole bunch of them. It's like a whole town and they're all catching fire. They're all blowing up. Like this is all blowing over at the same time, um, becoming violent, destructive. Yeah, I, th I think it is very thematically appropriate that that was the, the pumpkin opening. I thought that was very cool. Um, looping back to the flashback, um, we have to talk about uh, Dr. Loomis's appearance in this flashback. Yeah. Oh, my we God. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't mentioned we haven't, that yet. Yeah. Um, this is is very interesting because he shows up fairly extensively in this movie. Uh, obviously, Donald Pleasance, who played the original Dr. Loomis, is, uh, passed away many years ago. He was brought back in a way in Halloween 2018. Um, they had like some some lines for him in the opening sequence uh, in like, I guess like we're listening to tapes of him or something um, during like basically representing Michael's time in uh, the mental facility. And uh, those were performed by a, a voice actor imitating Donald Pleasance. And um, in this one, we actually get to see him in person during these 1978 flashbacks. And it is like spot on. When like yeah, we've seen so really many good. recreations of dead actors over the last few years because, you know, Hollywood is like, hey, look at look what we can do now with CGI. Um, but what right. was so surprising <laughs> about this one is that like I, I'd heard that he came back um, in this one. So I was like prepared, like, oh, we're going to see something like um, like Peter Cushing coming back in Rogue One or something, where it's like, oh, it looks kind of cool, but it also looks kind of creepy. But this, I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it, 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 you practically can't tell the difference if they'd actually gotten Donald no. Pleasance to come on set somehow and film this. And I was like, man, that looks amazing. Like, that must be yep. great CGI. And I come to find out afterwards, they did not use CGI for this scene. This is all practical makeup effects. They 
Yep. <laughs> they actually had uh, the the film's art designer or art director um, as their like model for <laughs> Dr. Loomis. And they made him up to look exactly like Donald Pleasance in that movie. And his voice is done by the same guy who did the voice in Halloween 2018. But it's like it's all put together to create this perfect facsimile of Donald Pleasance in Halloween 1978. And it's like, it's shockingly good. And he, he doesn't even just like show up for one shot. He's in like a couple different scenes. He says stuff, he moves around. It's like, damn, like that was very impressive and surprising. Um, yeah, uh, it it was, it was just kind of cool the way they did that. Yeah. I thought that I did think that was very impressive. I mean, it's kind of creepy, but it is very impressive. Um, Cause I was like watching this and I was like, wow, I had no idea that I was going to see him at all. Really? Cause I just have not, I've tried to not spoil myself yeah. for any of this movie. Um, and then I saw the scenes and I was like, wait, what's going on here? What's happening? I thought I'd like, I was like, is this like archive footage? Um, yeah. Yeah. It almost so. seemed like they might've like had some old footage that they like, worked around and dubbed over here to make it work. But like, right. No, they, this was all new stuff. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it looked really convincing. It was, it was very, very good. And then, yeah, that's, yeah, that's impressive when you can still use the old methods to do something like that. All right. Last scene that I think we, we need to talk yes, about that we've is. touched on briefly already, but this is probably like the most important scene in the movie is when Michael gets quartered in the street by a whole mob of people towards the end. Um, and they all attacked him, seemingly like beat him down and beat him to death. But meanwhile, we're getting the cross cutting with Lori talking to this, uh, the police officer who also survived and is in the same room. And they're talking about how like Michael is not like a normal human being, how he seems to like feed off of his kills, how each kill like brings him more energy and brings him closer to like this perfection of murder that he's reaching or whatever. And then Michael like seemingly dead, just sort of like comes back to life and just, murders the shit out of everyone in that scene yeah it's like he doesn't fuck around he like wakes up and he just like takes everyone out (laughs) um i don't know i don't really know what to make of it because i think we need to see like the the next movie to really understand um but it does seem like he's pretty dead and then he he gets up and starts just like murdering away again um, so it feels like we're we're leaning you know. more towards the supernatural side of Michael Myers here, the sort of stuff that was introduced when like the cult of Thorn was part of the the whole lore and everything. I don't know if they'll specifically come back, but it definitely seems like we're leaning in the direction like Michael Myers is not just a normal human being at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I it does not seem that Michael is just like a normal a normal dude here, right? Like, I mean, he got beat into like an inch of his life. Um, I gotta say, I don't really understand what like, 
Like, what was Karen, a.k.a. Judy Greer, going for? And she was like, I'm going to stab you with this, like, thing, but I'm not going to stab you, like, through your face. Like, just fucking impale him through his fucking face. Like, why yeah, does nobody think of any of this She just wanted to get a shot in. in. She didn't, like, like, care if she killed him. She was just like, I want to be part of this. Well, they all just, like, treat Michael Myers like he's some, like, normal dude. Your mom basically should have killed him years ago. She stabbed him in the neck with a needle. That would kill most normal humans. He was shot. Like a Dr. big Lewis shot him needle. six times. That would kill a normal human. Like you shouldn't just be like, well, I can like pitchfork him through the chest and it'll be fine. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, that's stupid. That's a stupid thing to think. Um, Man, maybe I'm just like, I watch too many <laughs> horror movies, but I just feel like I would not think that if I were her. I'd be like, well, my mom shot him a bunch of times. And also, no, he was stabbed in the neck with a large sewing needle. So clearly, I should probably do some serious damage here. Like, what? I don't know. But they all like show up to surround him and they're like wielding like bats and, and knives and and an iron um it's just like a bit much you know like we're gonna take you out michael well he's now actually gonna wake up and kill you all somehow so enjoy like you should have known michael myers doesn't fuck around we should just like nuke haddonfield like i don't know like it's like haddonfield is clearly bad they need I don't even know what Michaels is about anymore. Like, what's he going to do? Like, does he just want to go stand in his old bedroom for hours? Well, like, like that, that that's what's so do? weird about this installment is that it, like, implies that that's really all he wants to do is, like, go stand in his bedroom. And everybody he kills along the way is just, like, kind of like an obstacle to him getting there. It's very strange. Well, it seems like there's a specific thing where, like, if you go stand in the spot he liked in his bedroom, yeah, you get killed immediately. So th- and it's like, well, what uh, what's up with that spot? <laughs> so that's like, what happened to Jim Cummings. Is that he was like, yes, you know, like they introduced this idea early on in the movie. They're like, you know, he used to stare out of this window and like nobody. Like he was looking out on Haddonfield and like nobody knows what he saw or something like that. And it when when Jim Cummings goes and looks out there, you 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 feel like he he realizes something and then he gets killed right away. And then mm-hmm. um uh Judy Greer does the same thing at the end of the movie and like goes up in there <laughs> thinking that Michael's been killed by the Bob. And then she gets surprise killed by Michael when he shows up um, while her daughter is watching, right. which is like the big shocking end to the movie. But it, yeah, it's uh, they, they sort of imply that he, like he wasn't really looking out. He was actually looking at his own reflection. But it's like, well, well why does he have to be in that specific spot to do that? I don't right it doesn't make any sense he could be at any mirror for that any mirror so yeah i don't know i don't know what the magic is of that spot i don't know why it is that his whole motivation is just to get back to his childhood home in this one like you know previously he's had all sorts of different motivations either he's being controlled by the cult of thorn either he's trying to 
stamp out the surviving members of his family. There's all sorts of different motivations to be given over the re- over the years. This one is like he wants to stand in the win- window of his childhood bedroom. <laughs> like, I don't know what that doesn't make any sense. Like, what's so they, doing? <laughs> yeah, they better come up with someone something really good for the next installment to explain why that makes any sense. But I don't know. For now, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Overall, this movie was a lot of fun. There was a lot of cool stuff that happened in it. Overall, I liked it, but I can't say it made a lot of sense. <laughs> Some of this stuff was really yeah, weird. It definitely did not make sense. I mean, I had fun watching it. I will say that. I had a very enjoyable watching experience, but it was a mess. It did not make sense <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I I recommend people check this one out, but um, you'll you'll probably only get into it if you've been into the previous Halloween movies. Like this is not right. If you're new to Halloween, I don't, I don't really see this being, this is not going to stand on its own that well, but Hey, um, it definitely helped me get in the Halloween spirit. I hope everyone else out there is getting into the spirit. However they can. Uh, we all have our own yes. special rituals um, that might not necessarily involve the cult of thorn, but I, well, hopefully they don't. I sure hope hopefully they don't. Not. I sure hope you're not dragging some poor pregnant girl through a hospital into a torch lit chamber. Um, yeah, wow. but yeah. Uh, until next time, we hope you're having a good Halloween season. You can find us on all the major platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, you can reach out to us. We're at um, buzzedonmovies at gmail.com and on Twitter at buzzedonmovies. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. We will see you at the movies. <laughs>